If you want something on TV to make you laugh and forget about the realities of today's world, there's really nothing better than good old-fashioned pro wrestling. And our guest this week is one of the most sensational personalities in world wrestling entertainment. You know her from Monday Night Raw. You also know her from the big screen, from film series like Pitch Perfect, and you know her from a lot more as well. She is CJ Perry. If you're a WWE fan, you know her as Lana. I'm Jerry Strauss, and this is The Laugh Track. Do you need your weekly comedy fix? Relax while we visit the sitcoms you love, the jokes you remember, the characters you will never forget, and the stars that bring them to you. Sit back. It's The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss. He is I, I am him, and we're all here together once again. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week. We have got a really interesting chat for you this time out. Somebody that I spoke to a couple of years ago now. And I wanted to bring this conversation to you because it's a different side of television that I think fulfills the same needs that people go to your classic TV sitcoms and your more standard comedies for. It's something that is kind of out there, kind of wacky, kind of wild, makes you forget about the world, and yeah, sometimes it does make you laugh, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. It's pro wrestling. I know I grew up on it. I'm sure a lot of you guys did as well. And we are diving into the world of world wrestling entertainment, the biggest and most enduring professional wrestling company and TV product ever. For decades, you've been watching WWF, now WWE, all of your favorites from Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, so on and so on and so on. But this week, we're talking to one of my favorite people, one of my favorite entertainers in and out of WWE. Uh, she is CJ Perry. You know her better if you're a wrestling fan as Lana. And she lights up the screen whenever she's on it. She's been involved in some of the most uh, out there, most whacked out storylines that you can ever hope to see in pro wrestling or out of it, quite frankly. She's been married. She's been divorced. She's been uh, an adulterer. She's she's brought that soap opera uh, aspect of, of television right to WWE. And uh, she's so much fun to talk to because she has that context of being an actress. You know her from uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. You know her from a lot of other things outside of pro wrestling as well. And she brings all of that experience into her uh, performing, whether it's in a ring, whether it's behind the backstage, behind the scenes, on camera, uh, with WWE. So such an enjoyable personality, not just to watch on TV, but just to talk to. Never, never a shortage of things to say when you're talking to C.J. Perry, when you're talking to Lana. You're going to hear it right now, right here on The Laugh Track. It's C.J. Lana Perry on The Laugh Track. I'm on the phone right now with uh, someone you undoubtedly know one way or the other, C.J. Lana Perry. You know her by at least some of that name. Um, so, hello, CJ. Yeah. <laughs> hello. It, it's Thanks so for good. having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And uh, now, it's so interesting because I, I'm a wrestling guy, so I know you 
Ooh, primarily I like it. from yeah i mean i know you from your work on wwe tv etc cetera, etc cetera, and there you have this whole legion of fans who know you from that but i have a feeling that a lot of them don't know about everything else that you've done in your career and in your life which is just insane i mean do you do you feel that way like like you kind of have almost a double agent oh. sort of thing going on Oh, I definitely feel like a, I definitely feel like a double agent KGB from Russia, for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hear old Mother Russia. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've lived seven different lives at minimum. Well, I mean, it's great. Let's just hit, let's hit some of the, the, the high points here because it's just insane. I mean, you grew up, people don't realize you grew up like almost until adulthood for the most part in, in Latvia. So you had yeah. this whole other life uh, in a totally different part of the world, uh, training, um, doing a lot of studying and training uh, in ballet, which kind of yeah. makes you, I mean, I, I don't know, CJ, I don't know if you watch like the Marvel movies or the comics or anything oh, like a, that. Uh, yeah. I'm obsessed with all of it. So with the Marvel, every Marvel show, every Marvel movie, <laughs> DC, Star Wars, Hunger Games, Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings. I watch it all. Well, I mean, I, the point I think I'm making is that you are essentially the Black Widow. So, um, oh, thank there's... you. I love the oh. Black Widow. <laughs> well, that's, that's sort I, of the thing. I, just, I kind of want to just super kick um, Scarlett Johansson in the face and be like, Bitch, you took my spot. That's a real option that I get. Move out of my way. Seriously. You Ser want to yeah. fight? The I'll accent. Fight you for <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, I'm like hours. I'm hours coming off of seeing the new Avengers movies, so I don't know if that's uh, uh, in your in I, your purview. Oh, I love. I mean, I honestly haven't seen the seen the new one that just came out, but I'm upset. Because I haven't been home, and sure. I finally got home today. I haven't been home um, in the last six weeks. I finally counted how many hours I've been home. In the last six weeks, I've been home 36 hours. Oh, my goodness. So, I know. So, I can't wait. I'm actually going to go see it tomorrow with my sister and my brother, so I'm so excited. That's awesome. We already got yeah. bought our tickets and, you know, got the fireball shots ready. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way we roll. <laughs> nice. Just makes so, it a little bit more, a little bit more amped up, you know. <laughs> absolutely. So, okay. So, what are we learning so far? You have this deep, deep background in dance, in ballet. So that was, yeah, that was sort of a an early uh, thing for you. Was that at that time? your kind of your dream was that your path in your mind that you were going to pursue dancing um yeah my mom um, was a professional ballet dancer and she actually was um, on broadway as well she was an opera singer she got um she majored in theater she got her master's at salt lake city university or university of utah um in modern dance and in music um so you know she was on broadway in new york and everything so it just kind of um my brother's a professional piano player he now directs and produces movies um my sister's a professional dancer i feel like it just runs in our blood is like to tell stories to entertain to put smiles on people's faces and so i always wanted to since i was a little girl i always wanted to entertain 
and I was either in the choir or I was ice skating or I was playing hockey or playing soccer or uh, audition. And then at nine years old, I auditioned for the ballet company and for the um, Latvia National Ballet School, which is one of the hardest, you know, in Russia, ballet is like basically um, basketball and football in America. Like that is the, the cream of the crop or is ballet, classical ballet and classical piano and um, acting. And I was one of the, out of hundreds, I was one of the 18 girls that got accepted. And the time we got to ninth grade, they had eliminated everyone but four girls. <laughs> we had four girls and four guys. And wow. they were very intense. I would sleep in splits. I would sleep <laughs> with weights on my legs. Oh man! I mean, it, it was it was crazy. Uh, but I always just wanted to. I, I what I loved about ballet was at the end of the day we were storytellers. If it was telling the story of Swan Lake, if it was telling the story of the Nutcracker, if it was telling the story of Giselle, where the woman fell in love and then her heart was broken and she dancing dead in a forest you know i know it's like simple storytelling but it's still storytelling and that's what we do in wwe we are storytellers we are entertainers and we put smiles on people's faces and so ever since i was a little girl that's all i ever wanted to do was that's... entertain tell stories and put smiles on people's faces and it's amazing that you ended up there because it all does tie up very neatly. All the, all the values you were looking for all in one place, yeah. all, all in one job, but so many steps along the way. And I thought it was fascinating. Um, just sort of the way it seems like you are very courageous in taking sort of a half a step away from what you've done to get into something new. And uh, something that really caught my eye was the fact that at one point you were part of like a, 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 a group, like a singing group yeah. uh, on Neo's <laughs> record label. And I, I mean, from yeah. what I read, this is something that you went out for without really even a lot of confidence in your yeah. singing at that time, but you still, you got it. I mean, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, when I look back, honestly, at uh, a lot of, a lot of my life, I, I, there's just been things in my life that I know, you know, you can call it destiny, you can call it God, you can call it love, you can call it the universe, that's just what the universe wants for you, but I just feel, um, I strongly feel like, you know, that kind of what is meant for you is meant for you, but you have to work hard, you know, you have, you know, that saying of like, opportunity is it opportunity presents themselves to those who are prepared and um and that in this case i was not prepared to be a singer i i didn't know how to sing i can still to this day just kind of carry a melody um but i you know they they came to me and they were like we think you have a great look you you know i break dance and they're like oh you're like a break dancing barbie and they asked me to sing and I was so scared. I didn't know how that, I was like, I knew I couldn't, I was no Whitney Houston. I was no, I wasn't even a Britney Spears. And all I knew literally was one song and it was Jesus Loves Me from Sunday School. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I sang that song and the producers were like, you have a great tone. You know, you, you're obviously a great performer. You're a great entertainer. And um you know we can work with you you know they already had picked their lead singers and they're like we think you can put on a show that no one else can do and that's how i got hired 
and I actually did learn how, I mean, I, I can do basic singing, I can harmonize, and, you know, I can carry my own, um, but it, it was, that was, I learned so much, I was in that script for a year, and it, it was such a huge, huge, it changed my life forever, that really did, it changed my life forever, and it prepared me one, I would have never got a pitch perfect if it wasn't for that, because at least mm. I could carry a melody. And right. that was a huge, that, you know, changed my way, uh, changed my life in so many different ways. From the friends that I made to like, I mean, financially, I was so blessed to do that movie. And, you know, when you're, when you're broke in LA uh, with $50 to your name, going from audition to audition to audition, um, those, those breaks really help you and really take you a long way so you don't have to be counting your pennies for parking for a parking spot um, but um i think another huge part of what i'm really really thankful for that experience is dance is a it's not a it's not a sport a team sport it is a it is something that is all centered about yourself it is mm -hmm. something in the world of dance, compete again, everyone is your competition. You, it's cutthroat and you don't care if someone gets hurt, not care if ha something happens to someone else because that means you're under the understudy and guess what, now you've got that lead part. And it's not about let's help the weakest link because we're only as good as the weakest link. And mm -hmm. being in a girl group, that's exactly what it is. You are only as good as your weakest link. And so if a girl can't hit the note right, or if a girl can't get the dance move right, or can't get the count right, we are only as good as our weakest link. And, and taught me like, it changed my life because that's how I want, that's how I approach WWE. That's how I approach all my jobs is like, I don't want it just to be about me. This is a team effort. And we're only as good as the people that we're working with. We're only as good as our weakest link. And so um, I'm thankful for that because it, it changed my life forever. And I want to help. I want us all to be great. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. And I think that's an attitude that people, you know, you guys who are listening should should find some motivation in that, find some inspiration in the, sort of getting getting involved in things that allow you to act and feel that way because it's a, it's a good way to be, to be able to, uh, you know, to move in a positive direction um, to help people around you and, and they do the same for you. Okay, guys, quick time out here from this fantastic conversation. I'm having a lot of fun, but let's talk about something that is super important. A great organization, No Kid Hungry, is a campaign that is helping kids remain fed each and every day, even when school is not in session. So take a listen to this message and get to know No Kid Hungry. Because of the coronavirus, schools have closed nationwide, and kids in need are missing nearly 34 million school meals every day. For many, it's the only healthy food they might get in a given day. No Kid Hungry has a plan to feed these kids, but they need your help. Donate now at nokidhungry.org to help feed America's children during this crisis and in the months to come. That's nokidhungry.org. Thanks. We talked about WWE. We talked about kind of some steps that led up there. But um, were you a WWE fan previously, or how did you come to uh, get on their radar? Um, yes, I mean, I was always a fan growing up. I always watched it. I lived in Russia, so it wasn't like, you know, we didn't have Monday Night Raw 
every single Monday Night Raw. I mean, it's just right. different over there. We, we didn't have YouTube where, you know, you could just, we definitely did not have the WWE Network. So it was different, you know, only certain things would be shown at certain times. And uh, Rusev and I talk about this all the time. It was like, we just wanted to watch wrestling because it was, it was like hard to watch, you know, this is still right after the former Soviet Union. And, yeah. um, and, and a place that if a movie comes out, let's say January 1st, you sometimes have to wait a year to a year and a half for that movie to get over there. Wow. And so it's very different now, but not, not in 1993, 1994, like not, not in the 90s. It was just a different, completely different world. And mm -hmm. things took a lot longer to get over there. And so it was like, if, you know, I, I always loved wrestling. It was always so like fascinating to me. I could never figure out is this real? Is it not real? How are they going through the tables? Like, why is their hair wet? I was always just not understand. Like, why are they all like, like all really tan and buff? And why is their hair wet? I could never understand. I would always ask my mom, like, why is their hair wet? I don't understand. I was just so fascinated with it. I'm like, how are they going through these tables off these cages? And uh, but it was just looking back, it's so funny to think. But those were the things that would catch my eye, and um, I'll never forget like. When I was really, really little, I remember, I mean, I must have been like three years old. I remember uh, my cousin having a poster of Jake the Snake and watching Jake the Snake. And I was just like terrified. Like I just, I was so, so scared. Um, but my dad always loved Hogan, loved Hogan. You know, my dad a, was a minister and uh, Christian missionary in Russia. And you know, he just loved Hogan. He just thought he was like, because he prayed. Cause he played. I'm like, it's just right. so funny to me. Like how, like, you know, how it's like my grandmother loves John Cena and my grandfather loves John Cena because they've been in the military. My, they were in the military for 30 years, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just like what they, what they gravitate towards is just so, it's just so interesting, you know, now working in the business, you see such a different side, but I, you know, I, I mean, it, um, the rock was always my favorite. The rock was always, always, always my favorite as a little girl because I, he just, he has so much charis, uh, charisma. And I just, I just was like, he's so charismatic. He's so charismatic. And Stephanie McMahon, I mean, I was obsessed with Stephanie McMahon, obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with her. Cause, and I think that it came back to like, I always wanted to entertain. I always wanted to tell stories. I always wanted to be an actor, but then I wanted to do physical things. And, um, cause I played sports and she just like, there's no one like Stephanie and Stephanie and Hunter, they're like drama with Jericho. Like all that goes back so far. You, you're like, Oh my gosh. Like you guys have been fighting and love fighting and love for like, 20 something years at this point <laughs> yeah it's so great so i i loved i loved her i loved of course um trish and ivory and lita and jacqueline molly holly there's so many of these women that when we actually did the rumble this year um was just like uh, so i was just so honored and i was so grateful to be working with these women that i i watched like you know, my grandmother, we didn't have a lot of this stuff on TV. So my grandmother would send two things my grandmother would send to us. She would send us the Super Bowl videos that we would watch over and over again. And wow. then she would send us wrestling. Yeah, because we didn't have it. 
We didn't yeah. have wrestling um, there. We didn't have football. They only have soccer. And so she would send that, and we would just watch those things over and over again. I mean, I can remember watching Ivory's matches over and over again. And, um, of course, like, Trish and Lita, and I, I could, you know, Jacqueline. I mean, there's so many of it. Like, the, I could, I have their matches memorized. And I just never, I just, to be honest, never really thought I could do it. Because I, mm-hmm. I was the ballerina. I was the... I was the, I was the dancer. I, I didn't think I was like, I could ever be a wrestler. I never thought I was strong enough or tough enough or to be a wrestler. And, um, then I moved to LA and I was studying acting and I was, um, dancing professionally and, you know, just trying to, you know how it is in LA. I'm sure you've heard a ton of different stories of people in LA going from audition to audition to audition. And then, you know, all I wanted to do, I would always say when people are like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I would be like, I want to tell stories and entertain for the rest of my life. That is what I want to do. And um, so it was really when I got to audition, the the tryout, the diva search, I never thought I was going to get it. I never thought. Mm. I was like, no way, no way. There's no way. I audition all the time for things. There's no way they're, they're booking me. There's no way. I'm not getting it. And I'll never forget. I will now Alexa bliss and I laugh about this, but I'll never forget in line. The girl that was standing right in front of me was Alexa bliss right Hmm. before we go into this room. Like it was like a third call back or something. And, um, I, you know, Triple H was in the room and uh, a lot of other big name people, a lot of people, industry people were in the um, in there. And um, one of the women standing in line knew I spoke Russian. And she goes, you need to make sure you speak Russian in there. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, you need to make sure you, they know you speak Russian and make sure they know they break dance. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> because it was really intimidating. I mean, one, there's one girl standing behind me that's six, two, and is a, it is the world champ kickboxer. And then I have little Alexa bliss. Who's like standing right in front of me, a lawless little body. She just won my, you know, some bikini contest, some bodybuilding contest, world champion and cheerleading, like mm-hmm. it's flawless. And I, I think I ate a cheeseburger right before I came in. <laughs> and I'm like, great. So I should have maybe dieted a little bit more. So, but I went in there and I started talking Russian and um, then I switched over to speaking perfect English and I knew I caught their attention there because most people can't speak fluent Russian and then speak like the way I speak English um, with no accent. And then I was like, I break dance. And they're like, okay, we want to see you break dance. And so I started break dancing. I was in high heels and a dress. <laughs> and then I got, then apparently I got called back for and got hired. So wow. that's a little bit. Yeah. We still had to go through a crazy, they, um, I'm sure I'm sure you know Eva Marie and Jojo who's an announcer now for Raw um and um they several of us there's actually 15 of us and we went through this um a month camp of basically just teaching us how to bump and hit the ropes and um, just basic one-on-one wrestling and then Mm -hmm. from that they signed five of us to NXT and Eva Marie and Jojo went to t- straight to Total Divas. And I'm very thankful that I was sent down the NXT where I was able to work with um, Dusty Rhodes. And he paired me with Rusev actually my very first day. 
which is really mm. funny. Um, <laughs> but it just, it's been a crazy ride. I could tell you stories after stories about it. I, I, and, I, and I'd love to hear them. But, and I, uh, I know you're, you're kind of limited on time, so I don't want to keep you there. But, but one thing that comes to mind when you tell this story is sort of this sort of this misconception i think i would say maybe out there in the world in general especially about um and it's changing but especially about certain people in pro wrestling about women in pro wrestling about people who come from like talent searches and things like that sort of this idea that they're not necessarily passionate about wrestling that they're using it to get into acting to get into movies to get into tv yeah. and then yeah. it, one might think the same yeah exactly and then you look at someone like you which a lot of people may not even realize is the absolute opposite of that because you had already been doing Mm -hmm. some of this stuff and you willingly came passionately to the wwe and continue to push to you know clearly you know do more in the ring to be more physical. You clearly embrace that aspect of things that a lot of other people might kind of shy away from in order to get yeah. to uh, to different paths. But do you do you kind of have to fight that misconception? Do you think, or have you? Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Every single day, every every single day, and it's like I think I almost feel like I have to prove myself more. I mean, even in the ring, when I you know I, I'm very 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 thankful to. Fit Finley, I'm sure you know who he is. You know, sure. One of the greatest. I mean, he's been wrestling for 45 years. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gold Dust, and also my husband, Rusev. Like I, um, you know, they, they. I'm so thankful for to them because I know when I go out there and when I do things, people do judge me more. I could, I could do something as good as let's say five other the girls on the roster, and I will be judged more than those other girls because they're going to be like oh lana can't wrestle or lana she's just a pretty model or she's this so it's like you know what screw you the last thing you're going to say when i get when i walk through that curtain is that i was soft um, if i have to stiff every single one of these people and they come out with black eyes sorry buddy this is wrestling and it's a contact sport <laughs> You're did, not going to say that I'm weak. That's for sure. Did you kind of have to? Did you have to fight against that misconception from the other girls, like maybe some people who'd been more oh, yeah. established or from the athletic world more directly than you? Did Did you have to absolutely. earn that respect? Yeah. Um. Absolutely. I mean, I think absolutely. There's misconceptions. I mean, I, 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 I love all the girls I work with, but there's definitely girls that have come from the independent that are definitely I've had to prove to them that no I'm here because I love wrestling I I love wrestling I love storytelling I love um entertaining and I and I love sports am I the am I am I Charlotte Flair who's genetically superior to pretty much all of us or Naomi Trinity who's like literally the most athletic girl that I've ever met in my entire athletic person that I've ever met no but, like, you know, we all have different strengths, and we all have, you know, each and every single one of us, like, as as women, we are uniquely made. So we all bring something unique to the table. And, yes, some of us are going to be stronger at other things than others, but, like, that's the great thing about the world, and that's the great thing about WWE is that we bring different things to the table. And, yes, let's work on our weaknesses, but, like, let's also highlight our strengths. 
Absolutely. And one of the other strengths that you've showed over the over, you know, the course of your time with WWE is your time. Uh, and I think you're currently filming now Total Divas. Is that uh, mm-hmm. something? It, it, well, first of all, I should ask, because we're not on a video call or anything. Are, are you being filmed right now? Yes, we just started. Uh, we started at WrestleMania. And um, yeah, we're filming. And I'm, oh, no, on, no. I'm on this but- cast. Are you are oh, you on camera? Filming as I. Oh no 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 no! Oh. Not surprisingly, I know. Oh, I know. Okay, sorry. I, I just finished. I just finished um, filming like two hours, a couple hours ago, and I flew home. <laughs> I dyed my hair pink today, so hopefully, Did, hopefully Vince McMahon won't get too mad at me. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Good thing the cameras are off. I, sorry, I, I got excited. I thought for a second. I thought for a second this show was going to be on Total Divas, and I was going to be the newest oh, member of the oh, cast, and. Oh well. Oh yeah, you would make a you would have made a great member. <laughs> I, I can dream. <laughs> I can dream. What is it? Uh, so what is it like for you? Because obviously, being on the road, as you talked about before, being a WWE superstar eats up the majority of your time anyway. Now you've got the additional cameras following you around. Do you embrace that? Um, yeah, I def. I mean, I do. I for sure. I mean, I know when it's, you know, when you sign up for a reality show, it's you sign up to basically show your life and the good, bad and the ugly. And I would be lying to you if I said I was perfect in any shape and form. I am only human and I have plenty of flaws, but I do try to learn from my mistakes. Um, one of the greatest things that I've learned from Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon is that, um, we're all going to make mistakes. It's a part of life. As long as we learn from mistakes, the most important thing in life is to learn from your mistakes. And um, I think like that concept's really liber- liberating. And um, and to be okay, put yourself out there. Like be willing to fall flat on your face. I mean, my my first match ever in the locker room, like me and Becky Lynch. You know, Becky and I started together in developmental, and she wrestled way more, more than I mean, she wrestled in the Indies, and but she's like, she's so talented. She's got her um, BFA in acting. She's an incredible wrestler, incredible actress, and uh, but she always, and I love her, but we would always be cracking up because it's like my first match was at WrestleMania. Most people have their first match in front of like fifty people or a hundred people in Stark, Florida, right? and and. Dallas Stadium in front of 101,000 people was my first match. And wow. it was just like, you know, the pressure so high. Like, of course, I'm not going to be freaking perfect. And then when was my second match? Mind you, after that, they did let me go down the NXT a lot. And I worked a lot of singles matches and tag matches. And that helped tremendously. And, but then my very first TV match was a singles match for the title at Money in the Bank. Um, and it was a like a 15-minute segment against Naomi. And it's like, you know, that's a lot of pressure. And, of course, like, I'm going to go out there. And, yeah, I did. I, I, I mean, I feel like I did a good job for my first time. But, like, this is a title match at a pay-per-view, one of the biggest yeah. pay-per-views of the year. And it's like, of course, you know, like, it's, it is, it's really scary. And I just have to understand that, like, yeah, I, I am going to fail a lot of people. I might even fail me, myself. But, Life is about what we do with our failures. So I'm going to get back up and I'm going to dust my knees and I'm going to get back into that ring and I'm going to keep on training because when I get my next title shot, 
people are going to be like, this is the most improved wrestler we've ever seen in history. And, and the cool thing is, I mean, I, people, no matter what you do in the ring, I think people are, are, are truly entertained by you. People love you. You're a welcome part <laughs> of WWE TV and everything that you're doing <laughs> is just sort of, uh, I think improving upon that and just uh, giving an opportunity for people to see you in a different way. Um, so I know we're going to continue to see you on WWE TV for a long, 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 long time. Total Divas as well. Um, but you've got other things going on in the works as well. You're still dabbling in films. Um, tell us about, I, I know that you are involved in a movie that is being showcased soon. That you'd mentioned your brother earlier that he's involved in as well. Can you talk about that? Yes, he um, presented a film to me in probably about the end of 2015. It's called Other Versions of You. It's about parallel universes. It's about a man that is basically falls in love, has been in love with this girl his whole life since he's been basically, he's been five years old. She gets married. He's heartbroken. Um, and he's given this key to basically open any door he wants and walk into a parallel universe. But... Once he walks into that other universe, he cannot come back to the other, the, his basically his own universe or any universe that he's in currently. So, you know, it's uh, really ultimately the movie is a, a search of himself, is really finding himself. And um, of course, he falls in love with me. I mean, how can you not fall in love with me? Lone is the best, <laughs> Lone is number one. Yes. <laughs> so I hear. So I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think what I was really, really drawn to the movie and um, why I helped, um, why I'm actually one of the executive producers on it and um, was able to help um, find um, the all the financial stuff to make it happen is because I think it has a big, the bigger story is about like self-searching, you know, like you, so often we fall in love with a concept. We fall in love with a person that doesn't exist. We fall in love with an idea of being with someone, or we fall in love with an idea of being something instead of just like living in the moment and working hard and loving life and being thankful for your opportunities and living in the moment and, you know, taking whatever comes, you know, and a lot of great things can happen if you're willing to ride that wave and you're going to get low ties, you're going to get high ties, but if you're, you're going to push through and work hard, great things can come. Absolutely. So that's kind of what happens in the movie. That's kind of a lot. That's basically sums it up right there. You're going to have to watch it though. Uh, I, I will. And that's a, sounds like a good message. Sounds like something uh, that people should definitely check out when they have the opportunity. And of course we got the new season to total divas to look and forward Rusev's to. In it. Rusev in the movie. He does his debut. Yeah. He has his debut. He's really funny. Of course. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. He's, he, he's great. He's really funny. He makes, Excellent. Laugh. He makes everyone laugh actually. <laughs> so you've got a full plate on your on your agenda uh what else are you looking to do in the next year the next two years the next five or ten years what else is uh on the agenda for you that maybe maybe something you actually haven't done yet if that exists mm, yes well i mean definitely right now my number one focus is like continuing the train in the ring um a lot of people don't know this but i wrestle every that live event 
show, actually, um, just because I'm not wrestling on TV every week, or um, I'm wrestling, like, this week I wrestle Naomi, we had singles matches every single night, so it's, um, that keeps me busy, because I get, you know, the wrestle every week, and, you know, that's really, really, really my focus, is just continuing to get better in the ring, continuing to become the best WWE superstar, entertainer, athlete possible um but besides that outside of that i'm um, working on my youtube channel which i'm really excited about um nice. and it's going to be joint with um rusev so god knows what could happen if he's on there he's going to have his own plenty of segments on there which he is loads of entertainment and laughter so we're really excited about that we've been focusing on that um he's 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 actually um wants to be referred to as an entrepreneur don't refer to him as a wwe superstar anymore he wants mm -hmm. to be called an entrepreneur so he'll okay. correct you by the way he corrects <laughs> he corrects a lot of people and he's like no 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 no. i am an entrepreneur i'm like okay we got it so um i'm sure you'll see that on total divas i'm sure he's one of a kind um but also um i um for a long time i've had a big 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 desire to start my own comic book so i'm working on that huh. and that would and that will take you know that of course does take time but um that's been in the works and so i would say definitely you know year two years but working on my own um creating my own comic book Nice, very cool. And her, her name won't be Lana, but you know, she'll definitely be some version of. We need like sure, a. I can't say Lana's the best Lana number one. I, CJ's the best CJ number one. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> somehow we have we have to do we have to incorporate one of your names into something that is like the Black Widow. Because we need to oh, we need to perfect. take advantage of that. Yeah, you need some of that. Yeah, property. I know for sure. Definitely, definitely. 100%. Well, absolutely. No, uh, before we let you go, I got to ask you one thing. Have you, uh, we've talked a lot about your break dancing. Have you done this on television before? Like on WWE TV or? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, well, I mean, you know, either way is pretty cool. But have you done that in the middle of a ring before? Any sort of break dancing? Because I do not recall I, seeing I, No, I haven't. I haven't. And, you, and it's so funny because on Total Divas, this next season, you're going to see me talking about it a lot. And I'm like, I want to be the ravishing B-girl. And everyone just looks at me like <laughs> blank staring. They're like, but you're Russian. And I'm like, but I want to be the ravishing B-girl. Um, you know, so uh, we'll see. I, I would love to eventually, when the time is right, to evolve to you've, have add that. But, you know, the thing about WWE, the thing about what I love, it's all about longevity. It's all about storytelling. And the cool thing is I have it in my back pocket. So I'm sure one of these days I might be head spinning somewhere. Excellent. We, I, I look forward to that. <laughs> Definitely. I think a lot, of, a lot of people out there will be looking forward to that. But, so CJ, Lana, Perry, uh, Black Widow, um, thank you so much for uh, – I mean, I don't even know when you sleep, so I don't know how you had the time to do this, but I'm so glad you did. I don't did. know. I don't know when I sleep either. <laughs> well, good luck. Hopefully you can get a nap before going to the movies. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for uh, joining us and uh, chatting with me for a while today. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And anything yeah. you want to chat some more about the Black Widow or about wrestling <laughs> or whatever, I, I love I love wrestling and I love freaking comic books. So anytime. Awesome. Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, great conversation, again, from a couple of years ago, a classic. So many really cool stories and tidbits. We wanted to bring it to you this week here on The Laugh Track uh, with CJ Perry with Lana from World Wrestling Entertainment. She's a lot more than just the gorgeous face that that uh, we know her to be. She is a well-rounded performer. She can do it all, and uh, she can talk about it all. <laughs> we just learned that for sure. Now, before we go any further, once again, speaking of pro wrestling, we're going to stay in that vein, and we're going to uh, go to our good buddy, Vicky Guerrero from WWE fame. You see her every Wednesday in prime time on All Elite Wrestling, AEW, in prime time on TNT. And she is here every week on the Laugh Track as well. And she's here with her catchphrase of the week. Can you identify the catchphrase she is about to drop on you in Vicky Guerrero style? If you could tell us what show it's from, who says that catchphrase, drop us an email at laughtrackpod at outlook.com and we'll shout you out right here on the show. Without any further ado, it's Vicky Guerrero. Bang, zoom to the moon, Alice. All right, folks. What a week it's been. Once again, on the Laugh Track, we want to let you know, of course, that the Laugh Track is produced, hosted by myself, Jerry Strauss, but of course, the lion's share of the work is done by our friend, the man pulling all the strings, Steve Prentice. Uh, and we are all over social media, so we want to make sure that you guys engage with us and follow us. We're on Twitter at Laugh Track TV, we're on Instagram at Laugh Track Pod, we are on Facebook, we've got a group and a page at Laugh Track Pod, I'm so excited, and of course our website, our one-stop shop where you can get to all of our social media and all of our old episodes as well, subscribe to all of the platforms where we appear Go to our website at LaughTrackPod.com or just subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts and you'll be able to hear each and every one of our episodes first. As soon as it is released, it'll be delivered right to you so you don't even have to remember, you don't have to worry about it. Do yourself a favor and do us a favor too. We appreciate it when you subscribe to us. Until next time, I am Jerry Strauss. This is The Laugh Track and we will see you next week. <laughs>